Today is the 250th day of 2022. In just under four years, the United States of America will mark 250 years since the Declaration of Independence was signed. Closer to now, September 7th is International Day of Clean Air for Blue Skies, a day the United Nations uses to spread awareness of the idea that air pollution knows no boundaries. It's been 18,878 days since President Richard Nixon signed the Clean Air Act. These are all facts that have no bearing on the rest of this installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement, but I thought you might want to know anyway. I'm Sean Tubbs. On today's program, the Virginia General Assembly meets today with one fewer member. Charlottesville extends the deadline to file for a grant to help cover real property taxes. Former City Councilor Wes Bellamy is one of two appointments to the city's Public Housing Oversight Board, and several updates from the City of Charlottesville, including regional cooperation, the appointment of a building code official, and the reasons a traffic signal has been temporarily removed. In today's first subscriber-supported shout-out, an area nonprofit wants you to know about what they offer to help you learn how to preserve, protect, and appreciate trees. The Charlottesville Area Tree Stewards have an online class coming up on September 20th, where you can learn to select, plant, and care for trees. Two days later, on the morning of September 22nd, there's a one-mile urban tree walk in Belmont with a focus on tree identification and noteworthy information. Either would help you prepare for the fall tree sale coming up on October 1st, specializing in native trees, some of which are hard to find at commercial nurseries. For details on all three, visit charlottesvilleareatreestewards.org. There will be a special election for an open seat in Northern Virginia in the House of Delegates. Delegate Mark Keem has resigned effective today in order to take a position in the Biden administration. That's according to the Virginia Political Newsletter. In that article, Brandon Jarvis explains that the timing of a special election depends on how the General Assembly concludes business at the end of today's meeting in Richmond. The legislature is technically still in the special session that convened in April to respond to Governor Glenn Youngkin's action on items passed in the General Assembly. Several bills remain in conference between the two houses. You can take a look at the House calendar or the Senate calendar in a link in the newsletter. The special election will be in the new House District 12. Two Democrats had already filed paperwork to challenge Keem in a primary, according to the Virginia Public Access Project. In a year when both real estate assessments and the real estate tax increased in Charlottesville, the city is taking one step to help some property owners who may be having difficulty with the extra amount they have to pay. Here is Vice Mayor Juan Diego Wade during City Council's announcements last night. The application deadline for the Charlottesville Homeowner Assistance Program has been extended to September the 16th. There are a few restrictions on the program. You must be the legal owner and occupant of a residential property as of January 1st of the current year. Applicant spouse and co-spouses residing in the home cannot own any other real estate. 
The current assessed value of the house cannot exceed $420,000 to qualify, and the applicants have to make less than $60,000 a year. You can learn more at the Commissioner of Revenue's office, and there's a link to the form in the newsletter. The Board of Commissioners for the Charlottesville Redevelopment and Housing Authority finally has seven members again. Last night, Charlottesville City Council appointed former City Councilor Wes Bellamy and Aria Garland to the body that oversees operations of an agency that has seen much activity in recent years. This will be the second time that Bellamy will serve on the CRHA board. He was council's representative on the body for his term from 2016 to 2019. During that period, the CRHA began receiving additional funding, including $900,000 a year, to distribute additional housing vouchers to help subsidize rents. Investment in public housing began to increase during Bellamy's tenure on council. The fiscal year 20 budget was the last that he voted on as a councillor, and it included $3 million a year for the first redevelopment projects in decades. That public investment, coupled with low-income housing tax credits, got the project moving, 10 years after a master plan was adopted and put on the shelf. A refurbished Crescent Halls is expected to reopen to residents later this year, and residents will begin to move into the first new units at South First Street sometime in October. That's according to John Sales, the executive director of the CRHA. listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement, and in today's second subscriber-supported shout-out, the Charlottesville Jazz Society wants you to know about the upcoming return on September 15th of Dutch trumpeter Eric Floymans to Charlottesville with a concert at the Irving Theater in the new Code Building. Eric Floymans will perform as part of a duo with the remarkable accordionist Will Holshauser. They'll play evocative, folk-inspired original compositions that mix European and American influences, plus a few choice covers, such as a ballad by Prince. The pair are on an American tour promoting their new live album, Two for the Road. For ticket pricing and purchases, visit seavillejazz.org. Charlottesville Jazz Society supporters get a discount. Thank you to the supporter who makes this shout-out possible. Several little stories today, all to conclude this program. There are many governmental connections between the city of Charlottesville and Albemarle County, which are two totally separate entities under Virginia law. One is a revenue-sharing agreement adopted in 1982 that has led to Albemarle contributing a share of its property tax revenue each year with Charlottesville in order to stave off annexation. There is also a shared water and sewer authority, a jail authority, and other regional bodies. Last week, top officials from both communities got together to get to know each other after extensive turnover in city leadership. Here's Interim City Manager Michael C. Rogers. The two deputy city managers met with uh, Jeff Richardson, county executive, and his two deputies in a retreat, half-day retreat, uh, uh, last Friday. And I was very productive. We shared a lot. Uh, we have a lot of uh, common issues and problems that we're working on. According to the written city manager's report, Albemarle, Charlottesville, and top university officials meet once a quarter, and one gathering took place recently. 
Here's a section from that written report. In this meeting, there was discussion of development plans, organizational challenges, governance issues, and areas where coordination would be beneficial. For 26 years, such meetings were public under the Planning and Coordination Council, but that body voted to cease existing in the fall of 2019. Now, there is a closed-door group called the Land Use and Environmental Planning Committee that last met in June. That's according to their meeting page. Rogers said Friday's retreat will lead to further cooperation on issues. One area where the localities compete is in staff retention and recruitment. Several senior staff have recently left the city for Albemarle County. That includes the recent departure of a deputy fire chief. One reason is for higher pay. Rogers said the city is trying to make public safety careers more appealing from a financial perspective. We work with the police uh, department to fund a new pay scale within their budget. They had a tremendous amount of savings, actually, uh, because of the number of vacancies that they had. So we were able to accomplish that. The city is using some of its American Rescue Plan Act funding to provide retention bonuses to keep people in the sheriff's department and the fire department. Rogers said increasing pay for transit workers has been more difficult given federal funding mechanisms. He said council will be offered a solution for pay increases for transit workers at its next meeting. The intersection of Rose Hill Drive and Rugby Avenue has twice been the subject of configuration changes which have angered some motorists. Over the summer, the traffic signals were bagged up and a four-way stop was installed. Here's Deputy City Manager Sam Sanders again. This is a part of a critical response to our providing safe routes to schools. This was one of the top three priority areas for uh, the school system in identifying for us the challenges with more kids walking to school. Sanders said the four-way stop is temporary and pedestrian signals will be added to the intersection sometime this fall. So as soon as that signalization project is complete, it will convert back to a signalized intersection. So this is not a permanent uh, transition. This is just temporary. And finally today, Charlottesville finally has a building code official in place after the position was vacant for two years. Chuck Miller started work on the job on August 29th, adding extra capacity to an ailing department. This summer, the city of Charlottesville has struggled to process building permits, leading many developers to seek third-party inspectors to do the work. Sanders said the city has informed those that had to go that route that they will be paid back for their trouble. Because of our inability to perform, that we will be reimbursing them of their charge. So they will be able to submit uh, their receipt that shows that they paid that bill and we will cover that expense for them. There's a sign of good faith on our part that we're trying to do better and get better at the management of our responsibilities. The city has also recently hired a building inspector as well to help with the backlog of permits. Here is Charlottesville Mayor Lloyd Snook. For the last six, eight months, if not longer, we've had a real crisis in that area. So to have uh, added really two new people in the the, the general field uh, is, is really excellent. It means that there is truly light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. That's right. <laughs> Sanders also announced the hiring of Emily Irvine to be the city's climate action specialist. This is a critical position for us. The person will be responsible for implementing our climate action plan. Sanders said council will get an update on that plan in October. 
And that's it for this installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement, an installment that had a lot of smaller items, all from last night's city council. The style for this thing changes depending on what needs to be written about on a particular day. And if you've not heard the program before, I strongly recommend you do so. And if you have an Alexa thing, try saying, Alexa, play Charlottesville Community Engagement, and it will do so. This is still a work in... Oh great, now it's playing. Not time. This is still a work in progress, so please feel free to send your ideas on how to get the content to more people. There are roughly 250,000 people in the Charlottesville Metropolitan Statistical Area and about 1,600 regular subscribers of this newsletter. Just over a quarter of that amount are helping to pay me to keep it up. And if you'd like to contribute to the upkeep, consider becoming a paid Substack subscriber. And if you do, Ting will match your initial payment. I thank Ting for helping me to keep on unfolding the tapestry of local and regional government. And if you sign up for Ting through a link in the newsletter, you will get a $75 downtown mall gift card, a free standard installation, and your second month for free. Enter the promo code COMMUNITY for full effect when you sign up for Ting service. Music in the podcast version comes from Vraki. Vraki, you're so wacky. That is a musical entity from Washington, D.C., and you can sample more on the album Regret Everything that's available on Bandcamp. Thank you, Vraki. Don't be tacky. Now it's the end of this silly podcasty, I guess. I got to get on and because there's another meeting I need to attend and the General Assembly is about to meet and all of that. Thank you very much for listening and goodbye. See you next time. And let's breathe.